Welcome to Thoughts Off the Stem. I'm Justin Baroni, and today we're smoking on a couple different things. Again, we're always smoking on a couple different things, but basically in the bong today we have Shred Funk Master, and it is like last time. It's the same bag as last time. Um, it's a blend between Kush and Gas Aroma. It is, I think, 24% THC. There's zero CBD in it. And so that's what's in the bong. In the joint, I picked up some Canica Green Crush. Booyah, baby. This one, I'm pretty sure, is 20, 23%. So 23 and 24. This one is a sativa. The shred is a hybrid. Um, but it leans more indica, it feels like, because I've had some pretty good sleeps off the shred. And... Yeah, the Canica, I've tried it once. It perked me back up after I had a nap, <laughs> after smoking the shred. Um, so, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Thanks for joining me, Justin Baroni, and I hope you had a good week. I hope you have a good weekend. I hope you enjoy your weekend. I hope you enjoy everything, your life, whatever, whatever's going on with you. And so today, I thought that I would like to, I thought that I would like to, <laughs> I have news. I have new news. That's that's what I'm trying to say. I have news. I got my CanCell or CanCell certificate. My CanCell standard certificate. Why? Because I figured, you know what I want to do? I want to try working in a weed shop. See what it's like. I want to see what dispensaries are like from the other side. I've seen it from the buying side. <laughs> as you can see with the podcast and everything. Um, and I wanted to know a little bit more about, you know, what was actually going on in the weed industry and see if I knew my stuff. So I paid the 75 bucks and I took the quiz. This fly is driving me fucking crazy. That's the problem with doing this in a fucking garage, man. There's flies everywhere. I have a fly swatter somewhere, but it'd be too loud for you. Anyway, my point is, is that I decided that being in the position that I'm in, having this podcast, um, not having an actual job right now, <laughs> other than trying to get this off the ground and, and making some headway. Um, I figured what I'd do is I'd learn, uh, I'd, I'd take the cancel program so that way I could maybe pick up a couple shifts here and there at some of the local, at a local dispensary, um, or whatever. Um, so I did that and I tested my knowledge. It was pretty fucking good. I gotta tell you, I got 95% on it. You have to get an 80, uh, to, you have to get an 80 to pass, um, and you have two attempts to pass. So on my first attempt, I got a 95%. I fucked up on a couple questions. Um, uh, one question, they were they were more like the, not the legal side of things, but um, like operating procedure. And I think I fucked up on the wording. <laughs> so I got two questions wrong. So I ended up with a 94% instead of 100. I was hoping I was gonna get 100, but whatever, you do what you can. Um, so yeah, so I figured I would check that out. Now. One of the things that if you're going to do the cancel program, you got to recognize that it is set up in conjunction with MAD, Moms Against Drunk Driving, is how it started. At least that's what it was when I was a kid. So when they had like the cops come to the school and talk to you about, you know, weed and like how, you know, what, don't touch weed, stay away, this is your brain on drugs, cook an egg kind of thing. Yeah, so MAD in Canada was the, th the thing. That was the, the liaison between the government and the public for uh, drug information, right? So this, this would also, uh, they would also 
get cops into schools to talk to kids about drugs and the downside and all that stuff, right? Very corny, as we all know. Any kind of school program is super corny, and if you watch it again, it's just like that. Okay, so I felt like I was back in grade school learning about drugs, but on the flip side of it being acceptable, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it became, it's, it was a longer course than I thought. I thought it was going to take like, well, the write up I had seen had said that it was going to take four hours to complete the course. It damn near took me all day. I started at 11 o'clock on a Monday, on Monday. And I finished at like six, <laughs> right around dinner time. Now that could have been because I was taking my time and being, you know, slow and meticulous or methodic. But at the same time, it could have also been that the four hours was not a realistic situation. So you do it online. You you could put in to do the to oh my god to do. Cancel to take the test. You have to. I just googled cancel certificate, and then it takes you to the cancel website, which is again in conjunction with uh, Mad Moms Mothers Against Drunk Driving, um, and they essentially walk you through the whole thing. And guess what I found out? I found out I was right, man, on a couple of the weed facts from previous episodes. That's right. In Canada, because this is a Canadian course, obviously. So in Canada, Lee weed was actually. Uh, criminalized in 1923 now they didn't go in to say that they didn't know why it was in there but there are a few different documents to state to there were a few different copies of the same document showing that weed uh, that somebody wanted weed to be illegal like one of the um what do you call it one of the like representatives of house or whatever and uh that's so wrong representatives of the house <laughs> politician <laughs> put it in there under uh what was it the opioid addiction act or i can't remember the exact name of it oh wait i got it here hold on a second what let me learn to something with the ganja gone baby okay we're getting into this early okay so here it is 1923 uh weed was added to the opium and narcotic drug act there we go and it was defined as a narcotic now the Information that I have found had said that it was put in there and nobody was really sure why. Um, because there were three copies. So two regular copies and one carbon copy of the same, of the initial, um, I don't know, whatever, you could, presentation of the act. Okay. So when they submitted it, weed wasn't on it. The second time they submitted it, weed was on it. Now they couldn't tell which person or I mean which document was the one that people wanted so they went with the weed on it one okay <laughs> and there was actually a carbon copy to back up the fact that there was that weed was or sorry there was a carbon copy backing up the non-weed added one and then there was no carbon copy but they went with the not with the second one the one that had weed so that's when weed became illegal um in 2001, since I'm going to go down the road of history, let's check this out. Okay, so this is the Canadian history, essentially, and the, the steps that we, Canada, Canada has taken <laughs> to, to move weed from illegal to legal. 
Okay, so the first step was it was uh, it was made illegal in 1923, a part of the Opium and Narcotic Drug Act. In 2001, okay, uh, Terrence Parker, who had epilepsy, prompted the federal government to create the Canadian Medical Marijuana Access Regulations. So that was. That's the MMAR, the Medical Marijuana Access Regulations, which uh, basically, because of his case, they, they started to discuss and allow, I guess, some use of marijuana for medical purposes. Okay. In 2013, the, uh, we implemented a marijuana cough, a marijuana. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this weed is really good, man. That shred stuff sh like makes you all confused. And then the Canica Green Crush perks you right back up. But now my thoughts are too fast for my lips, so bear with me here. Okay, so in 2001, I did that. Terrence Parker, um, with who had epilepsy, prompted the federal government to make the MMAR, which was the Canadian Medical Marijuana Access Regulations. So that, that basically set up a situation where we, the Canadian government would allow specific medical instances, to, medical patients, specific medical patients with specific medical issues decided by the government, um, they would get access to marijuana for medical purposes. And then in 2013... Canada implemented the marijuana with an H instead of a J for medical purposes uh, act. Uh, no, it implemented marijuana for medical purposes, the MMPR. Not to be confused with the MMAR. <laughs> so with that that situation where the the second one in 20 or sorry, the third one in 2013 where we implement the marijuana for medical purposes actually made it took a step back because under the first one you could get marijuana okay and you could use it if i understand this correctly but in 2013 what ended up happening with the or sorry you could grow it yourself and use it yourself under the mmar the medical marijuana access regulations and then in 2013 they took a step back from that and they imposed the MMPR, the Marijuana for Medical Purposes. They took the ability to grow the plant at home away from you. And so now, as a medical user, you had to go to a, what is it here? You had to buy from a legal, licensed, government-authorized uh, medical grower, which was kind of a pain in the ass because now you can't obviously grow your own and especially if you know what you're doing and you got to get it from somebody else that may not may have tried to just capitalize on the switch and loss right so then in 2016 all right allard versus canada finds uh that requiring finds that medical users who require who were oh my god hang on a second <laughs> i fucking i noted this down real fast so medical users having to buy only from licensed. Okay, so the essentially the Supreme Court uh, that checked a, that listened to the Allard versus Canada Act, a Canada case, I guess, um, found that requiring medical users 
to have to only buy from licensed, authorized growers violated their liberty and security rights under Section 7 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So, the court then found that medical users didn't have reasonable access and they then switched those they then switched the MMPR to the ACMPR <laughs> and they implemented uh what was it uh they implemented the ACMPR access to medical access Oh shit, I didn't write that one down. But the ACMPR, you could Google that and find it out. So that's how we took steps from having it illegal to now we can use it for medical. And then in 2018, we passed Bill C-45, the authorized sale and consumption for recreational cannabis sale of recreational cannabis use on October 17th, 2018. So there were a couple little bumps in the road, a few years where we took a couple steps forward and a couple steps back. But ultimately... We got to the point where marijuana is legal, and I got to the point where I can actually talk fine now. Jesus Christ, I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry if that was really hard to listen to, but the facts are good because I got them from the cancel course. So that's the kind of thing that you can um, expect to learn if you're if you want if you're interested in taking the cancel course. You you have to remember obviously that you can't make medical. Um, you can't make, uh, you can't give out medical solutions or anything like that. You can just tell the differences between the weed and what they do, um, how they might affect somebody and the effects that are generally felt, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was pretty eye opening to see that we took like, obviously 1923 to 2001 was a long time having weed illegal. And then, but from in, in 17 years, we went from, Hey, let's give medical it, medical people the chance or medical patients the chance to use it to see what happens to hey everybody <laughs> have some <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like yeah it was it's a pretty good pretty solid step and to be honest this whole course is pretty um it's middle of the road like i didn't see i didn't feel like it was skewed one way or the other especially being um having it partnered with like mad mothers against drug drunk driving to sort of, you know, get their point across that, Hey, don't get high and drive and don't kill people. Like obviously, but some people don't get it. I get it, but they didn't overemphasize the mad part. They just emphasized essentially the facts. This is how it is. This is what it is. And then they gave you a bunch of uh, insight into the law. Well, yeah, the laws and the regulations and the penalties. So one of the things that I didn't know but was actually kind of surprising to me. Okay, so you can have in public 30 grams of marijuana as a recreational user, all right? Um, that means that you can have that on your person when you're outside in public. You can smoke on the sidewalks in Canada, okay, in Ontario. You can smoke on a sidewalk. Um, you can smoke in a park as long as it's not like a kid's park, you know, like if it was like an open air, you know, sort of park, like, uh, <coughs> walking area and stuff, you can smoke there. It's totally legal. Um, obviously you can't drive with any of it in your system. There are, li there's limitations to those laws, which is all pretty, it's pretty cool to think that, okay, it is highly governed. It is highly regulated, but at the same time, there does seem to be, after taking this course, there does seem to be. Uh, let's learn and evolve approach to it 
because they're not necessarily they they rely heavily on um, you know previous use and what it and what you know obviously doctors and scientists are saying, but they also they also seem to look at the fact they look at the they seem to look at how people have been using it and how they have a level of acceptance to it is what I'm saying. So it was kind of surprising, like I said, um, considering it was Mad that was doing the whole thing. They were pretty even keel on the whole, hey, don't do this, don't do that. But again, they are trying to certify you to be able to sell. It's like getting your smart serve license to be a bartender. Anyway, kind of cool. So in Canada, you could walk around recreationally with 30 grams in your pocket. You can smoke a joint in um, a public place, but not a, like a public area. So you can walk, you can smoke a joint walking down the street as long as it's not like affecting anybody else. You can smoke a joint in like a park where there's like walking paths and a lot of space. Um, you cannot smoke at sporting events. You can't smoke at like stadiums, you know, recreation, recreational facilities, parks, schools, parks with kids, like playgrounds, schools, um, places like that. I mean, that all makes total sense to me. You know, trust me, I like to get high and fucking swing on the swings, but that totally makes sense to me. So, yeah, so there's a little bit of Canadian education. Gotcha. For your Friday afternoon. I know this isn't like as silly as it normally is supposed to be, but I thought this was kind of cool. So I thought I'd just sort of inform people, especially if you're looking into doing this, man. This is a good guide. Like, I wrote everything down. Maybe that's why it took me like seven hours instead of four. <laughs> I wrote everything down so that I knew what I was talking about. I got really tired and kind of bored near the end, but still, it was a good time. So, yeah. And then they tell you the difference between uh, male plants and female plants and all that stuff. They tell you, you know, that CBD is not intoxicating. You can't, you don't get high off CBD. It's good to relieve joint pain, inflammation, um, things like that. I've I've explained in past uh, episodes that um, when I've taken CBD, it, it makes me feel like I'm sort of wading through water. It's got a nice, easy feel to it. You feel like nothing really bothers you in the day. You feel like you can react to stuff normally. Um, but it gives me a soothing sort of sensation. And if I have it after a workout or something like that, then, uh, yeah, I do notice that like I recover a little bit quicker. My joints don't get quite as sore. Uh, the next day I'm not, my legs generally are the things that hurt. That doesn't hurt so much. But again, this isn't like a guarantee that this is going to do this, but they're starting to recognize that there are beneficial qualities to all these things. And it depends on obviously the person as to how they react to it. Right. But yeah, they give you all this stuff, man. They, okay, so here's another one. I'm going to give you, here you go. Let's see if you know your terpenes. Because I was talking about in the last, in a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how I didn't know all the terms for shit. Okay? So I'm trying, uh, I'm giving a good effort to try and learn terms for shit. <laughs> Alright? So I was really excited about this. So terpenes, I understood that they were um, like uh, a part of the plant that, a, make, a part of the makeup of the plant that gives you flavor and taste and aroma, okay? I knew that, but it, nobody could really, ex I didn't really understand. Maybe that was the thing. People tried to explain it to me, but like I couldn't take it proper. So, <laughs> so I got to understand what terpenes are. Okay, so beta-karyophylline. 
Yeah, beta caryophyllene. Okay, that is responsible for like a spicy, peppery smell and taste, and it has the it has a anti-inflammatory effects and um, pain reduction. Beta caryophyllene smells like pepper and puts you to sleep. <laughs> okay, and then you have I think it's called linalool, <laughs> L-I-N-A-L-O-O-L. It has a lavender scent. And the effects are a, a relaxation and, oh, and it's found mostly in uh, indica or yeah. And more often it's found in indicas because it is one of the major con contributors to, um, uh, in the couch. <laughs> yeah. So if you ever wonder why you're passing out, it could be because of beta cario, beta cariophyllene, filling, filing. And linalool, maybe they're heavy scented like that. If you smell pepper and lavender, good night. <laughs> okay. And then pining. And obviously, what do you think pining is? Pining. Yep. Pine needles, baby. <laughs> it's got a pine scent, pine taste. It's an increase. It increases your alertness. Okay. Improves memory retention. Dude, sativa, okay? Uh, and it'll counteract some of the effects of, uh, of the cannabis, like the actual pining itself brings, dials down the, the THC, I guess. And then you have humulene, which is, uh, if it smells like hops and, and like a, I guess an earthy flavor taste, that's, that's humulene. It's hops in a beer scent. And... It affect this effectively reduces your appetite. So check out what's actually in your buds, man. Because if you're smoking stuff and you're like, I'm not hungry and I haven't eaten in days. <laughs> Humulene. <laughs> okay. And then you have limonene. Limonene. Lime. Nope. Limonene. <laughs> okay. <laughs> limonene. Yeah. Citrus scent. Um, and the effects are increased drowsiness. All right. So, so far, there's only one terpene that will keep you awake long enough to do anything and that's pining and now you have myrcene 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 it's an earthy musky scent with hints of herbs and citrus and its effects are tiring and relaxing okay so if you want to get high and you want to get lifted up you want to go with a pining because that's the one that increases your alertness it improves your memory and retention and it'll counteract the, some of the effects of the THC so you don't get quite as high, but you have a great time doing it. And it seems like it's super fun. Whereas beta caryophyllene will make you nice and relaxed and you won't hurt yourself because of the pain reduction, but you will have the scent of pepperiness to it. Linalool, lavender with the effects of relaxation and couch lock. So look out for that one. But those are so good. <laughs> so that's two that are keeping you basically on well i guess beta caryophyllene doesn't really it doesn't really say if it's uh if it puts you out it just says it's an anti-inflammatory and it's a, and it reduces pain so that one could just make things all good dude you know so essentially you have three pass outs <laughs> and you have two you might be okay and go do some stuff like play a sport yep Dude, it was so good. But that straightened out so much of my stuff.
that I didn't know. <laughs> I feel like I know things. Like I said, I got like a 94, a 94% on it. So I knew my shit. <laughs> if you're, uh, if you're thinking about getting your cancel certificate, I recommend it. Why not, man? If you're into weed and you want to be able to work in the industry and do stuff, that's the very bare minimum of what you need. It'll cost you 75 bucks after tax or 73 something after tax. Um, and you can get it done in an afternoon if you're like me and have nothing else to do. <laughs> so yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the sesh. I hope you had a good weekend and thanks for coming back. Oh man. I hope you learned something from this one. This one was, I think, pretty educational. I mean, not super educational, but like a little different. I, f I figured I'd take it in a little different direction. So those are my thoughts off the stem for this week. Thank you for coming out. Thanks for making me part of your Friday and the beginning of your weekend or whenever you're watching this. Whatever day it is, it doesn't matter. I hope you come back next week with me, Justin Baroni, on Thoughts Off the Stem on Fridays at 4.20 p.m. On Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, Good Pods, Podchaser, everywhere you get a podcast. YouTube. <laughs> if you enjoyed the podcast and you like coming back each week, subscribe. Get notified every time I put something out. And don't forget to check out the Tots 420. Oh, I'm not wearing the shirt. The hat. I got the hats on today. <laughs> don't forget to check out the uh, Tots 420 link tree for the Tots 420 shop. Get your merch. Pick up a uh, t-shirt, hoodie, hats. I think I got mugs on there too. I got jackets. They're pretty fly. Pretty fly, <laughs> pretty fly for like I. <laughs> anyway. I hope you have a good weekend. I hope you enjoyed the sesh. Yeah, and I hope you have a good one. Until next time, keep your lids low, baby. <laughs>